0: a lot of more interaction between the animal and, and plant-based sector in terms of collaboration. And there's an opportunity to elevate each other. And I think Canada, with respect to agriculture, has a great sustainability story. So I think working together is something that we're gonna see moving forward from, from the Paul sector, specifically with the bean strategy. Hopefully mm-hmm. that we can elevate each other in that space.
1: Hi there, food enthusiasts. My name is Chris Treschkowski, your host today on the Future Foodcast, where we talk with thought leaders in today's food industry and discuss the trends and technologies that will shape the future of food. Very, very happy today to be speaking with Chris Marinangeli, the Senior Director at Research and Regulatory Affairs at Pulse Canada. Welcome to the show today, Chris.
0: Great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation
1: excellent and i appreciate you um even after practicing butchering your name a little bit so. <laughs> well i always like to start out these podcasts with helping our viewers learn a little bit about who our guest is and kind of where they're coming from maybe you can start out with tell us a little bit about your background before you were working with pulse canada and what brought you up to this position
0: sure so i i guess talking about my career I usually start way back Um, I did an undergraduate degree um, at the University of Guelph in nutrition and nutraceutical science after graduating uh, there I worked a little bit for uh, within the food industry for about three or four months um, and then uh, got a job uh, in the pharmaceutical um, industry and then realized I I really was interested more so in getting into the nitty-gritty around the science so at that time I went back to school Uh, it's supposed to be a three Two to three years stint. It ended up being an eight, eight and a half year stint. Um, I went to McGill University to my master's degree, became a registered dietitian, and then went to the University of Manitoba to do my my doctorate, which uh, coincidentally was on the effects of pulses on uh, risk factors for cardiometabolic disease. Hmm. Uh, from there, um, graduated. um I decided to to stay on the industry side of things became a consultant, then uh, started working in CPG a little bit, um, specifically for Kellogg Canada, and then made my way over to to Pulse Canada to uh, pick up the pulse flag again and and try and spearhead some of the work to drive growth of the Canadian pulse sector.
1: Well, certainly a great background in Pulse Canada, I guess couldn't have a better champion in this position, both with your education and experience. So uh, it's great to have you there. And I'm sure all the the uh, participants in Pulse Canada are excited about that too. And Pulse Canada is a, I guess, a cooperation. Maybe tell us what Pulse Canada is and what it does for the sector.
0: Sure, so Pulse Canada is the national organization that represents the the Pulse farmers um, across the country. So our, our Pulse farmers are primarily in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba and Ontario, we grow a whole host of pulses in Canada from dry beans, lentils, peas, chickpeas, faba beans. So our job and our mandate is really to grow the Canadian pulse sector, representing the farmers driving value not only in Canada, but internationally around uh, the pulse and pulse products that Canada can provide domestically and around the world.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's fair to say that in this position, Pulse, pulse Canada also has a pretty, not only a clear view, but also a mandate to see what's happening in the future of pulse production and consumption, and, and I guess, try and help your part, sort of your stakeholders forward in that process. Um, I wonder, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the key areas of activity that Pulse Canada has, and, and maybe some of those that you in particular are involved with in helping your stakeholders.
0: Yeah. So multiple pillars at play here as with any other I think uh, national organization in the agricultural community so we'll focus on um, trials and studies and research to leverage opportunities for the pulse sector and various platforms so that could be something like functionality assessments of pulses and Canadian pulses and various food platforms possibly in a fairly unprocessed uh, form like a flour but even into like a protein fraction or fiber fraction of various um, uh, food platforms and bakery and and dairy alternatives for example even meat analogs on the other side of things um, it could be research effects on Health outcomes and cardiometabolic disease, and protein quality of the diet. Um, pulses are getting a lot of attention around the world as there is a, a global movement around consuming more plant protein. Even in Canada's food guide, for example, there there is a there is a, um, a push towards consuming plant protein more often. So, how does this affect the diet? Uh, What are some of the benefits of of increasing utilization of pulses in the context of dietary patterns and then on the other side of things. um, Regulatory challenges regulatory challenges can occur domestically as well as internationally, it could be a market access issue, it could be. um, addressing queries from our trade partners, for example, on international regulations and how to navigate say labeling in a specific. Jurisdiction. So we'll do things like um, regulatory experimentation, assessments of protein quality in the context of dietary patterns, evaluation of nomenclature and the effects of, I think, labeling or um, how well whether or not labeling can can impact purchase behavior, um, and even allergen labeling. Um, in Canada and other, and other regions, and then we'll support the development of, of novel or innovative utilization of pulses. With increased utilization of things like uh, protein isolates, there could be byproducts like starch. So, are there other utilize, other uses outside of food that the pulse sector can um, can, um, can 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 um, leverage as a value add? So, bioplastics, mm-hmm. for example, could be something. Um, that could be a value to the pulse sector as the fractionation industry gains momentum
1: interesting i'd actually like to come back to that and ask about it and as we look at a traditional food supply chain and how there may be other products other than food that stem out of that but you've touched on actually talked a lot about uh, certainly a very important trend that's happening these days which is more plant-based foods and of course pulses as strong um sort of vector for protein other than animal protein have been central in a lot of these discussions. And it sounds like Pulse Canada is really working across the full spectrum of ways to support the sector, everything from basic scientific studies on, you know, I guess the protein values, etc. of pulses, all the way up to regulatory factors that are helping or hindering Canadian pulse producers domestically and globally. Um, do you see that this, I guess, this trend, which is, I guess, really a global trend toward um, plant-based eating, has that impacted the pulse sector significantly in Canada? And if so, how?
0: I think it's garnered a lot of interest in pulses, something that we haven't really seen to the same extent um, over over the last few years. But this this push from about five years ago till present, I'd say around consuming more plant protein has really driven a lot of interest um, in the pulse sector and the ingredients that the pulse sector can offer um, Mm -hmm. to consumers. Um, So yeah, obviously it's it's, it's something that, you know, we're excited about, but I would say that, you know, when we approach increasing consumption of plant foods, we don't approach it from the perspective of, um, one or the other, so animal mm-hmm. versus plant. Um, we we sort of um, align our view around there's enough room for everybody on the plate. The expectation that everybody's become a vegetarian or a vegan is sure. probably be limited to our sector, um, at least mm-hmm. in the short term. Um, so there's there's enough room on the plate for everybody to play. There's enough room on the plate for pulses to elevate the animal protein sector and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think it really is alignment with dietary guidelines, uh, not only in Canada and around the world.
1: Right. Okay. Great background there. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about some of the initiatives that you and I discussed before this podcast. One of them we really didn't dig into too much, but you mentioned a strategy called the Bean Strategy. I'm wondering if you can tell us more about that and why it's important to Pulse Canada.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so Canada is is a fairly large producer of, of dry beans. It's something that a lot of Canadians don't realize, but we're about 13th in the world, which might seem like a, a low number, but it's about uh, 500,000 tons of dry beans in Canada, 80 to 90% are exported. And given the familiarity familiarity around um, dry beans, there, we, we do see this as a, a fairly large opportunity to um, increase consumption domestically. Um, so the key focus of that strategy is really to grow domestic consumption of dry beans. and in 2021 we conducted a large nationally represented representative investigation to decipher the equity of Canadian beans and what the equity of Canadian beans is right now uh, to consumers. Um, so this was really to, to determine what are the key and hidden drivers around the consumption and what are the levers that we could pull on the consumer side of things to drive to drive consumption. Uh
1: So, you know, it it was surprising to me to learn that so much of the pulse production in Canada is exported. Um, And so great to hear that there's work going on to help increase a bit, at least the domestic consumption on the Canada side. Um, But one of the things along with, or a trend, along with the sort of focus on um, plant-based foods is also local sourcing. Um, The flip side of that is there are certain parts of the world Canada being one of them that is, um, I would say, a very high demand location for other countries sourcing their food products. But how do you see the, I I guess, and and I'm wondering if this is something that Pulse Canada gets into, sort of certification of origin. Is this a bit of an issue in the Pulse industry in Canada um, for both purchasing locally, but also when Producers are exporting sort of proof of origin that this is quality Canadian product, etc, either that you're locally purchasing or you're sending it halfway around the world and people want to be assured that you know it's a real Canadian product.
0: From what I've heard, like I don't work in market access directly, so but what from what I've heard, um, talking to some traders, for example, and, and being at conferences with um, international traders, that there is equity in the Canadian food supply chain. So there is equity internationally that around Canadian and the quality of Canadian food. What we've seen domestically is the same thing. So, for example, in our bean equity study, um, 85% of Canadians value Canadian local food. The problem mm-hmm. is that less than 60% of Canadians, I think um, in some cases even lower, depending on the region, don't realize that beans are actually grown in Canada. Um, and what we're trying to leverage in some, in, in this regard a little bit on the domestic side is, is having Canadians look for that product of Canada, really highlighting the Canadian piece in our consumer outreach, um, um, talking to chefs, talking to retail, talking directly to consumers across various platforms. But there is certainly um, equity and value in that Canadian certification and, and product of, and, and origin labeling, which we do mm-hmm. see. And from a regulatory perspective, it's generally it's typical that that you would see origin labeling on a label. Mm-hmm. Do
1: you and maybe this is out of scope for Pulse Canada, but do you see challenges in that origin labeling in terms of um, trust and transparency of what people are reading on the label? For example, we hear about this a lot with the organic labeling that maybe a lot of people want to buy organic, but people end up scratching their head: Is what I'm picking up really organic or not? Um, is there are there any ways that Pulse Canada is helping with that origin labeling for Canadian pulses?
0: So for Canadian policies, um, my familiarity in this area really comes from the domestic space. So Mm -hmm. for to make a claim around product of Canada um, within guidelines from Agriculture, Agri-Food Canada, there are guidelines to make that designation, um, Mm -hmm. which be legally binding. So I believe it's greater than 95, I want to say 98% of Mm -hmm. the product has to be canadian to be product of canada to be made in canada you can use products from various sources um, Mm -hmm. to be if it's essentially manufactured in canada but there are mandates and laws and rules around uh, product of canada um, domestically and that's what i'm familiar with
1: yeah Uh, i was just yesterday i was talking with a person from the compass group It's a large organization that they feed universities and large businesses across North America. And the person I was talking with there is from the sustainability, um, her job was sustainability and was mentioning that say 75% of her work is consumer driven, asking for aspects of sustainability like local production. So it sounds like that's, you know, there's a great opportunity for pulse producers to tap into that demand from people in North America and Canada specifically. I um, Wanted to also ask a little bit more about your you know, thoughts and experience on consumer interests and trends in nutrition and health, you know, I, I think. Every 10 years people think that oh, there's now a trend in healthy food, well, my suspicion is that trends been going on for millennia, but um, it, it is a bit refreshed and renewed and. Pulses certainly have a great opportunity for bringing more nutritional um, benefit to people and improving their health. How is Pulse Canada support, you know, consumer knowledge and understanding of what pulses can bring to them with for nutrition and health?
0: Yeah, so nutrition um, and health is and continues to be a major driver, I would say, of the reason to believe in the utilization of pulses and and food choices. Um, With respect to the work that that we'll do in the space, we will, as I mentioned before, will participate, fund, get involved, plan, Trials and studies to decipher the effects of pulses on cardiometabolic disease risk factors. We are able to leverage things like Canada's Food Guide and dietary guidelines from around the world, where there's emphasis on plant protein foods, which are often also a source of fiber diet high in fiber associated with reduced risk of colorectal cancer, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes. And then I think the great thing about pulses really is their versatility. You know, we always talk about now because of the trend around plant protein, it's, it's protein protein, but we forget about the fact that there's a massive fiber gap in terms mm-hmm. of con- individuals not meeting um, Uh, Fiber uh, requirements, for example, so you know consuming pulses as a source of plant protein could also drive your fiber consumption up and then there's the also the other nutrient density factors around say potassium and iron and folate amongst various age and sex groups are, are are a little bit low on the consumption side so. Yeah. We'll get involved in those aspects, not only from a research perspective to drive new ideas and new sound, uh, sound bites as a promotional mm-hmm. strategy, uh, perhaps uh, fill knowledge gaps for policy, but also leverage that work in our communication and our outreach mm-hmm. to various audiences.
1: Yeah, and I think so really a great opportunity for people to learn more about that. And good to hear that uh, Pulse Canada is supporting that marketing outreach. Um, such a focus on local sourcing now. And we just think about North America. I mean, obviously, Canada produces enough pulses to feed all of North America, essentially, um, in terms of their pulse consumption on an annual basis. But even myself, I have a great interest in this. And frankly, you know, up until the last year or two, I didn't realize that Canada was such a large producer of pulses. And it's now part of my job to know that. So, really happy to see that happening. You mentioned also um you know if we think more along the lines of processing pulses into other products and we hear more and more about functional foods and maybe tell us a little bit about how pulse canada might be helping producers farmers and i I guess the um middle companies the brand companies putting out food products to understand how pulses can be part of more functional foods whether it's separating proteins out or other Uh, opportunities that pulses provide.
0: Yeah, there's certainly been an uptick in real estate in Canada around the fractionation of pulses and deriving um, nutrient dense um, uh, functional ingredients across various food plat that can be used across various uh, food food platforms. Part of the challenge in this space is is that um, these ingredients are relatively new compared to something like flour, from Mm -hmm. from wheat there's a hundred years of history in the utilization of wheat for example to make bread um number of decades use in using soy protein to make meat analogues so you know the pulse ingredient sector is fairly new that's not to say that you know the innovation that's happening is is moving in leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. so we we listen to our our industry stakeholders we listen to the challenges that they're experiencing and we will try to get directly involved in providing information in 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 some cases um, move forward on studies to look at optimal utilization um, levels uh, of, of um, pulse ingredients within various, foods and food platforms, whether it be Mm -hmm. uh, dairy or um, bakery, uh, meat analogs, even functionality in meat products. Um, Is Mm -hmm. there opportunity to use pulses as an extender um, Mm -hmm. or a filler, for example, to enhance nutrient density of of certain meat products. We'll get involved in those types of research to provide industry stakeholders with the technical and functional answers that they require to expedite innovation. Mm -hmm. Um, If we don't know the answer, we'll try and find the answer. and if it highlights a, a, a research gap that needs to be addressed more, f- more fully by the, by the sector, uh-huh. try and take the steps needed to, to answer those questions.
1: Excellent. You used an interesting term, that um, maybe we can dive into a little bit, the, the fractionalization of pulses. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe you can give just a couple examples of that that would illustrate what this means to, an, what is an ingredient in a food product that we might know today, or maybe that you might be seeing on the shelf tomorrow that is a result of this fractionalization of pulses?
0: Yeah, so I think it lends to the fact that pulses are so nutrient dense. Um, so pulses generally, peas for example, faba beans have an outer hull layer and then the inner layer, which is the cotyledon. The outer hull layer, there's fiber throughout the pulse, but the, the outer hull is fairly high in fiber somewhere around uh, greater than 80%. Um, And then the laden is where the the majority of the proteins and fiber and the micronutrients are, for example, and through various processing um, steps, whether it be de-hulling, to isolate the outer hull as a fiber type ingredient. You can also fractionate the inner hull through air classification or wet extraction methods to pull out that protein and make a high protein ingredient to be used in various food platforms, which can Mm. have various functions like uh, foaming capability, viscosity. Um, I'm not a food scientist, but the 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 functionality is there and there's definitely a pull for those for those types of ingredients and we have a we have a substantial real estate in the ground in Canada um fractionating pulses and giving those value add ingredients to industry for for food innovation
1: excellent excellent now an area that we sometimes don't think about in this food space you alluded to very early in our discussion which is alternatives to foods that pulses can be used for in other words not a food product but for example, maybe bioplastics or other things like that. What are you seeing for pulse producers in Canada as opportunities in non-food products?
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is this is an emerging area, and I'm by no means an expert in this area. But we are trying to look for um, so when you fractionate pulses, starch can be a fairly large. Byproduct, and it's a that's a competitive space. There's a lot of cornstarch out there, for example. Mm-hmm. So, are there opportunities, for example, to formulate compostable bioplastics? Are there opportunities uh, to create alternative fuel products, for example, through um, uh, fermentation or pyrolysis, for mm-hmm. example? So, these are avenues that you know very early uh, stage for us. Uh, Pulse Canada uh, that we're exploring and, and sort of looking into. That's not to say that perhaps there are um, stakeholders out there already moving forward on some of these technologies and uses, uh, mm-hmm. but I think there are a lot of factors that come into play. Cost, for example, would be one. Uh, consistent supply functionality, you know. Mm-hmm. but. It's certainly something that we're we're looking into, and and dare I say, I'm excited about possibly as a as another avenue and value add for the Canadian pulse sector.
1: Excellent. Well, that would certainly be great to see. Um, you know, one of the things we haven't talked too much about yet is sort of the consumer-facing side. We've touched on a little bit, but you know, in how um, people's taste, their palates are sh- maybe shifting um certainly because of different types of food on the market but i think pulse canada has a obviously a particular interest in helping people to better appreciate pulses in their diet and can you tell us a little bit more about how you might be supporting that You will expansion of people's taste palates that uh, would support more consumption of pulses
0: yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting question because most canadians would know of beans for example, I'm gonna speak to the the bean strategy, for example, as an example, just because of the familiarity there and because it's a major consumer focus right now. One of the major challenges is is that when we talked to consumers, the perception of beans are boring, old fashioned, it's something my grandparents ate. Um, A major focus of the strategy is to pull consumers out of that line of thinking into the side of excitement, passion, Mm -hmm. creativity, like you, cool, for example. And this is gonna be done through various promotional campaigns around um, reinvigorating life into the sector, getting away from perhaps in some cases, what we all use beans for as a chili, what are some innovative recipes and recipes, I, recipe ideas that we can use pulses for at the breakfast occasion, at the snacking occasion, um, um, leveraging versatility and taste. Taste is a major driver. And, 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 you know, we wanna always talk about health when it comes to pulses. That's what I do, that's my background. But I think we forget about that emotional connection that people mm-hmm. have to food. So if we can get life invigorated into, into the sector, get that excitement, um aspect we're hoping that individuals will be consuming more beans and they'll perhaps in an indirect way be leveraging those health benefits as Mm -hmm. well it's the journey and how to get there might be different tactically than what we've tried to leverage for the most part in the past we still want to focus on the health it's still there it's still a major driver but but we do need to drive it drive excitement and and focus on those emotional attributes to pull those infrequent and non-frequent consumers um, into that bean bubble.
1: I I know you're not uh, tasked with on the marketing side too much but maybe sort of leveraging some of that uh, experience and knowledge that uh, kind of flows around you in in your organization. It strikes me that you know I, I wonder if you know as Canada becomes a much more multicultural country, a lot of immigration. Do you see that as part of what might be driving um, consumption of pulses, beans, et cetera? From my own side, I can say, you know, I, when I spent some time in Europe, you know, living and going to school there, I, although I thought I was a, a global eater, and frankly, I experienced a lot from Mediterranean cuisine and learned all sorts about. Things about chickpeas and falafel, that type of stuff, that was eye-opening for me. In other words, this, if you will, cultural food experience opened a door for me and maybe others into this space. Is that something that Pulse Canada also leverages?
0: It certainly did come out in our in our equity study, for example, on, on beans. Is leveraging ethnic cuisine as a as a I guess a crucible to experiment mm-hmm. more with beans, um, you know not moving away from but i can think as an adjunct to what we all talk about as refried beans for example which you know we're all familiar with but there are there are other avenues that we can go can we bring that can we bring even more ethnic ethnic cuisine and excitement to the plate That that's certainly something that is there and it did come out in our research as a as something to activate on mm-hmm. um moving forward yeah and, and oh, i think in our campaign just i'm sorry you, okay. you will you will see that with some of our our some of the recipes that some of our chefs are coming up with sure. um, very exciting um, recipes
1: excellent well I, there's no doubt that uh, given trends right now that seem like they have a lot of future potential in terms of more plant focused eating um, seeking proteins in plants uh, there is a, a very bright future for increasing consumption and pulses. Um, i'm wondering what you see from your position as some of the, the future trends and expectations we might see out of the Canadian pulse sector, whether it's different types of pulses that might be grown, um, and anything that you see coming out as trend-setting activities in the next five years.
0: Yeah, I think there are, there's a we see a lot of um, we see a lot of interest in faba beans, for example, which traditionally or historically has been a fairly minor pulse crop in Canada, but given it's very high protein content, we are seeing an uptick in faba bean production in Canada, I think we're going to see. Um, a lot of more interaction between the animal and, and plant based sector in terms of collaboration, um, I know I speak for myself um, there's room for everybody. On the plate, and there's an opportunity to elevate, elevate each other. And I think Canada, if we, we talk about sustainability, for example, um, Canada, in terms of with respect to agriculture, has a great sustainability story. And, and I think mm-hmm. Canadians take a lot of pride in consuming Canadian food. So I think working together is something that we're going to see um, on on um, on um, moving forward from from the poll sector, specifically with the the bean strategy hopefully mm-hmm. that we can elevate each other in that space.
1: Yeah, well, it's a great point that you've um, made importantly several times in our discussion, which is, as you phrase it, there, there's room on the plate for everyone. And, and although pulses certainly are going to be very important and hopefully an expanding importance, that's not uh, as, a, as a means of displacing so much any other food producers out there. It's more of how do we all cooperate together to have a more sustainable plate in front of us? and. I think you've really made it clear that that's what Pulse Canada is helping to do, is bringing more sustainable food to the table, not only Canadian tables, but tables around the world, obviously, with um, you as an organization supporting, you know, how many millions of tons uh, was your estimate that uh, Canada is exporting every year in pulses?
0: We export export about 80 to 90%. 80
1: to 90%.
0: Of our production.
1: Uh, And and that's uh, obviously great for Canada and I hope great for the rest of the world. And I really appreciate you being with us on the program today. Um, we look forward to coming back again and learning more about uh, what Pulse Canada is doing for sustainable food production.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcasts. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations
1: in the food industry.